Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. I just wanted to let you guys in on a bit of a secret today. Not a lot of people know this. But I have bad days too. Actually, no scratch that. I have shite days sometimes. Days where from the minute I wake up, everything just goes wrong, no matter how hard I try to be positive. What started off as a bad morning somehow spirals and turns into the worst day ever. I just wanted to share that with you so that you know that I too have a shit day. There are a lot of really positive, optimistic, motivational commentary that surrounds the business world and especially women in business. And I love it. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes it can feel like everyone's having a great time all of the time. And no one gets plagued by bad days. But that's just not true and not realistic. But how do we handle bad days when we're running a business? When it feels like because you're someone's boss, someone's mother, someone's partner, you don't get to have a bad day. You don't get to take the day off from being positive. So today on the podcast, I'm a little bit excited to be joined by inspirational Mahi. Now, I came across Mahi recently after I overheard podcast, and I thought to myself, I've got to speak to this girl. Mahi is passionate about personal growth and helping women find their voice, and she talks all things women's empowerment on her podcast, Empower with Mahi. So without further ado, let's get into my chat with her about how we handle bad days like a bad bitch. Mahi, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Pleased to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me here, Larissa. It is a pleasure. Well, let's start with like, who are you, Mahi? Where are you in the world? What do you do? How did you get to be doing it? Yeah, so my name is Mahi Sorensen. I am a daughter, a friend, a partner, a dog mum. I live in Hawke's Bay and I guess my big thing right now is my podcast. I have a podcast called Empower with Mahi and that was inspired largely from my passion absolute passion to empower women and to yeah just encourage women to discover the voice that is already within them and offer up tools and tricks and advice and whatever else comes with that to just make life a little bit easier and feel better about ourselves when we wake up in the morning and go about whatever happens in our day So that's kind of like my big passion project. And that is the thing that I care about a lot in this world. Otherwise, I still work a nine to five. So that's kind of my side hustle. The podcast is the side hustle. I work in project management. I previously was a lawyer and that career burnt me out. So that's why I have moved into doing project management, which is kind of surprisingly a little bit less intense. 
<laughs> and it means that I have the energy to be able to do the things that I really care about on the side as well. So that's kind of everything that I do. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of me. I love it. I think one of the things that the hair and beauty business owner industry really relate to is kind of like the hustle and the burnout, you know, running a business mm. is... I like to say we're trying to do all the things, do you know, we're, we're yes. a, a mum, we're a partner, we also have a dog and and we have, you know, eight team members, 300 clients, a rent to pay, home and the business. And I see so many people not living their best life and they're on the constantly on the brink of burnout, really. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of tussle forward and and forwards and backwards around I love being in business actually I hate being in business and I want to sell it tomorrow (laughs) and so I really love I'm just going to quote you actually like how to handle bad days like a bad bitch and I was like I got to talk to this girl yeah get her to help us with this because I feel like this is the life we're living constantly so give us an intel and some insight into handling bad days yeah, it's interesting because I feel like I have this this podcast, this self-help, like self-development, empowering women podcast and a platform. And I've been thinking a lot about how the message is always optimistic and positive and I want to make people feel inspired when they start their day. And then after a little while, I realized that while that is everything that I am, it is totally normal and totally common to have a really shitty day. And because I was like, no, I've got this positive, optimistic platform, like I'm not going to bring that negative energy into the space. Actually, everyone often feels that way. And because I think just in general, when you are a woman, when you are doing a lot of things and you've got a lot of things on your plate and you're trying to balance everything at one time, the last thing that you feel like doing is taking a step back and acknowledging that actually I'm having a really difficult time right now because you feel like you don't have enough time to be able to take that step back and think about it. And so you just keep carrying on and carrying on and doing your best and maybe you're dropping a few plates but it doesn't matter because you're trying to keep everything else afloat actually something that we all need to be better at doing is acknowledging that if i am having a shitty day that's okay and that's normal and i'm allowed to have a shitty day but i'm better off talking to someone about it or finding tools that help me work through it instead of suppressing it and pretending like it doesn't happen and and just telling everyone that I'm fine when I'm not. So that's sort of what inspired the how to handle bad days like a bad bitch. And that's an episode that I have on my podcast. And it was specifically about, and I know many, many will relate to this, specifically about I, a day that I had, I woke up and it was a very busy work day. I was in Wellington for work. And I had a lot going on. I had a big presentation that I had to do on that day with my full team. And I, that started maybe at like, I don't know, 9.30 in the morning. And so I had half an hour before I had to be in the office to do that presentation. 
I live in Hawke's Bay. So like, I don't have many shops around here and I need to get a new dress. So I stopped by the shops on my way into the office and I was trying on dresses, trying on dresses, nothing fit and nothing looked right. And I was on a very set time schedule. So I started that day already feeling stressed out about my work situation and then decided I'm going to try and find a dress because I don't have much time. Tried to find a dress, didn't work, had that experience in the changing room when you're sitting there like staring at yourself in the mirror like what is wrong with me i hate myself why does nothing fit me and so i i let that go whatever fine and then i went to the office and at the same time as i was walking to the office i received some photos from a shoot that i had done for the podcast and so i was looking through them to approve which ones i wanted and which ones i didn't and um and i sent them through to my partner who with all the best intentions responded and said, oh, that's really random. You're doing something really funny with your hand and and like half of these photos. And for me, after having just had a breakdown in the changing room and I'm just about to do this really big presentation, I'm really stressed out about it. And then he said, it's not even critical. He just had an observation about something that I was doing in this shoot. And it just sent me over the edge. And that was just, it was, became the worst day ever. And I did the presentation and it was fine, but I was heightened for the rest of the day. And now I can look back on it and be like, I probably shouldn't have gone to the dress. Like I shouldn't have gone to try the dresses on in the first place. I didn't have the time, but I was trying to do everything. And I probably shouldn't have tried looking through hundreds of photos and then sent them to my partner 10 minutes before I did a presentation. But again, I was trying to get everything done and I ended up like a blubbery mess. <laughs> and that was on me because I was trying to do everything all in one time and trying to manage everything and trying to be on top of my shit. Actually, I needed to just take a step back in that moment and appreciate that we can't do everything all the time. And you know what? The world was not going to end if I had waited until the end of the day to go and try on a dress or waited until the end of the day to start looking through those photos. So it's really just a reminder. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes we try to do a little bit too much and we burn ourselves out unintentionally and that's okay. Let's acknowledge it, but let's make sure we don't do that again in the future. I feel like I've lived this day many times. (laughs) Um, yes totally I don't know why we do it to ourselves but needs must I think once you're up and you're slightly heightened you just got to keep going right and then just keep running (laughs) yeah we are our own worst enemy sometimes and yeah it's it's just good that we acknowledge it we don't have to live in that feeling but it's just really good to be aware of it so that we can try not to put ourselves in that same place mentally in the future it will happen but like be aware of it, basically. For sure. It makes me think about setting some boundaries for ourselves, like yes. don't do things. I really love that you mentioned, like, how do we set boundaries for ourselves to take care of ourselves, but without letting down or hurting other people? I feel like I observe this with the salon owner, business owners I work with. Biggest balance is like, how do I protect myself or hold myself? and care for myself and not let myself be taken over by the team. Now, the team don't know the struggle that the business owner has. So how do we hold our own boundaries without disrupting the relationship or the commitment or the responsibility we have? 
Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team. You love your team. But you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. With others and even loved ones, partners, children, like there's a tussle constantly, I feel like, between holding ourselves and protecting ourselves and caring for ourselves and being who we need to be to serve others. What are your thoughts around that? Mm. It's it's really interesting because just as you were talking, I actually thought of my mum who is a physio and has run her own practice for like 20 years or something. And because for the most part, I have a business, but I'm very much like self-employed and it's just me. And otherwise I am employed like a normal employee in any other business. We often have conversations about the struggles that she has as an employer versus my struggles as an employee and often she has i mean my mum is a workaholic so am i it's very normal i think for any business owner to be a workaholic but she's definitely acknowledged that she works too much at home because she has to because that's how the business keeps running and then she goes to work and she feels burnt out when she's at work and there's also staff members that she needs to worry about whereas when you're an employee you just go to work you do your thing and you leave and even for her it's something that she really struggles with because it's almost like you feel like no one understands how you're feeling and you feel like you it's not like you can speak to your colleagues at work if you are the boss and all of your employees are looking to you for guidance you can't really go to them for things that aren't relevant to the work that they're doing and i think that's something that i have seen business owners have a real difficulty with and that they feel like they need to speak to someone about the issues that they're facing a lot of the time it's hr as well and i'm just speaking generally now a lot of hr issues don't know who to go to and so end up carrying it all with themselves and then come home and they're worrying about it then go to work and they're worrying about it and they're still doing the work but they're worrying about all of these things and that i think is where i think boundaries in general you need to have like a level of self-awareness to know what boundaries you need and the first thing you need to ask yourself is what is it that I'm actually struggling with and what are the things that are taking up my headspace 
that I'm just completely consumed with that I feel like I can't speak to anyone about or that I feel like I'm stuck with and then figure out what you do with that. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a matter of finding a mentor. Maybe it's going to another business owner and having this conversation with them so that you have, you start building more of a community or just having someone to soundboard off because I feel sad when I see business owners who are so consumed with anything that's going on at work that they never turn their phones off, always answering emails, feeling guilty if they're not doing that, even though oftentimes they will also be the ones encouraging their employees, don't check, don't check your phone after this time. I don't want you working outside of the, the hours that you're being paid to work. Meanwhile, <laughs> it's, it's about making sure that you're also setting a good example yeah, that, that is true. I really liked your first suggestion of like a little bit of self-observation. Totally. Like noticing, okay, I'm in a bit of a whirlwind here or, or my mind can't let go of this challenge, like you say, often HR, mm -hmm. and just observing yourself in that mix or what it is that you need first. I kind of think it's like put your own seatbelt on first or their own mask on yes. first before you do the kid, right? Of course, your natural instinct is fix the kid. But if you you're not there to fix the kid, then what help, you know, what help are you? So self-observing -obser what you need first, and then you're a stronger version to go in and deal with the actual challenge. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah definitely. And it's, it's funny because I talk a lot about self-care and making sure that you're good before everyone else is, because then you can bring the best version of yourself and well, everyone else gets to benefit from that. But often I think it, you feel like you're being a little bit selfish by putting because it feels like why would I want to be putting myself first that doesn't feel feels counterintuitive to what we're supposed to be doing but actually if you do that if you are a better version of yourself you become a better manager you become a better boss you become a better friend and a better partner and a better parent and every other part of your life will start improving if you figure out how to how to help yourself first for sure okay so how are we going to give ourselves a break and develop some good healthy rest habits is kind of what you're saying, right? Let's create some habits for ourselves that are sustainable and get us out of the whirlwind. Yeah. I mean, again, I would start with being really honest with yourself, having an uncomfortable conversation with yourself, being like, what are the really poor self-sabotaging habits that I have that are making my life harder that I need to do something about? Because you know, you can read all the books and you can buy all of the self-reflection journals and you can do all of that stuff. But if you aren't fully conscious of the things that are really impacting you, then it, none of it's going to mean anything. Nothing's going to change. You're not actually going to be able to have a meaningful difference in the way that you work and in, in your home life as well and everything. So first thing you want to do is just really get uncomfortable and be honest with yourself once you've done that then depending on what the issue is you start looking for your tools so maybe your problem is that and this is a problem for all of us that you spend too much time on your phone either looking at emails or doing research because i know how obsessed i get trying to look up the next product that's going to be helpful for my audience or what are the sorts of things that i want to talk about and 
there's never enough hours in the day to do all of the things that you want to do if you are like deep in that research space you're trying to figure out what to add to the business so you've got to set boundaries around that you need to be clear about how many hours you want to commit to the business and hold yourself accountable to that and maybe you're willing to go well over 80 hours a week maybe that's what you're willing to do but understand that if you're doing that there's going to be a sacrifice in another part of your life and you need to have an honest conversation again with yourself about whether you're willing to do that if you're willing to do that you need to have a conversation with the other important people in your life so that they understand so it's very there's a lot of honesty and uncomfortable conversations to be had and getting conscious with yourself because I I remember a time where I was just I said yes to every opportunity because it was so exciting and fun to do and didn't really have a good awareness of like actually what I could actually achieve in any given week and it Mm. wasn't until I started to think about my business on a longer term scale that I realized I'm not in a rush if I don't do it this week it'll be okay no one will die and I I run it through the no will anyone die yes now if I don't do this now will anyone die no great I'll do it next week (laughs) yeah yeah it's funny conscious honest conversation yeah and it's it's funny that you say that because I was having a conversation with someone yesterday just in my normal job in my nine to five and it was around lunchtime and I had just had a shower because I'm really lucky I work from home and so I've it's been a lot easier to create more balance when you work from home and you have the option to work remote. And I just had a shower at lunchtime. I just washed my hair, which is like a whole situation. And she, she had said to me, Oh, where, where have you been? Have you been swimming or something? I said, no, 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 no. I just had a shower. And she was like, I love that you can just do that and that you feel comfortable to do that. And saying that I'm lucky to have a manager that is, all for us doing that as long as the work gets done but I said to her you know like it's really important that I take time out to do the right things for myself and that I'm able to do that and then I work somewhere where I am given that opportunity and she said you know all I want to do is walk my dog at lunchtime but I don't know if I'm allowed to do that and and I, I get I get worried that I'll miss something and I said to her no one's gonna die no one's gonna die like I used to work in a space where where someone could potentially die and so that was a different time and I couldn't say that but if we're really honest about what we're doing somebody else's deadline if there's not a life on the line you know like you need to put yourself first it's not worth losing your mind over it in order to meet someone else's deadline you can push things out for reasonable cause obviously but you just need to be sure about what it is that you're willing to do and how far you're willing to overextend yourself and actually you're allowed to take your dog for a 30 minute walk in the middle of the day if you're working from home and that's okay and you need to just be okay with being uncomfortable about it for a little bit until it becomes normal yeah yeah for sure I remember uh, traveling to London years ago. I had to go and uh, I had to. I went to receive a business award. It was super yeah. exciting. And I rushed back. I did, I don't know, how long does it take to fly back from London? 36 hours by the time yeah. you 
and you do all the things. Yeah. I flew back to get back for a nine o'clock Thursday nine o'clock appointment for my client. Honestly, I arrived at, on the midnight red eye, arrived at midnight after 36 hours flying. I got up in the morning to turn up for her nine o'clock hair appointment because I knew she'd be upset if she couldn't come Thursday and she needed to come Friday. And I, that's when I caught myself and I was like, what the actual heck? Yeah. Change here. Like, no, it's hair at the end of the day. I know <laughs> it's important for her, but it's like, it's it's hair. Grows out of her head. So yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a sanity check is always useful. <laughs> Very much so, yeah. All right. What would you say, given all of the things that you talk about and think about on your podcast, what would you say is a quote or a mantra that sort of feels relevant on today's topic? I mean, I love Michelle Obama. She is everything to me. So I guess one of her quotes, which is very simple, it is your voice is your power, use it. And that's kind of just like life mantra. I have many. And it's it's literally true for me because I have a podcast. But also I think there's a lot of depth to that. And that, yes, your voice is your power. I am all about us using it in spaces where we don't necessarily feel comfortable, especially when we're feeling that imposter syndrome. But also we need to be using it with ourselves as well we need to be able to have honest conversations with ourselves and we need to listen mm -hmm. otherwise we just get caught in the chaos that is life and life is always going to be, be chaotic but we need to be able to return to ourselves and not in like a woo-woo way mm -hmm. i i don't like getting caught up in this idea of everything being you know manifestation and like up in the sky and a little bit spiritual i'm all about that but i think sometimes it's easy to discount these conversations because it feels too woo-woo actually all you need to do is be honest with yourself and take yourself seriously and know that no one knows you as well as you know you yeah, yeah. or or the goal should be that we know ourselves better than anybody else if, absolutely yeah some some parts and stages of our life right yeah yeah all right, what is a book or a podcast or some something that you've engaged with recently that you think we should all get our hands on? I have many. I'm super obsessed with <laughs> super obsessed with audiobooks at the moment. So, I have a few. I have come with a few recommendations. One is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. That book is specifically about negotiation skills. I think it's a really helpful book to have, and I think it's incredibly important for anyone in business, especially for women in business, because I know how uncomfortable negotiation is naturally, especially if you are a people pleaser. So any little skills that you can pick up that you can incorporate into every day, because you're constantly negotiating if you have a business to any degree, sell trader all the way up to a company, constantly negotiating so yeah highly recommend that one first mm -hmm. then i have the compound effect by darren hardy which is a little bit controversial in some ways but i like the reminder that you don't have to be doing big things all the time to move the needle actually it's about compounding all of the little daily things that we do in terms of like waking up at and I'm not saying everyone needs to wake up at five, but if you wake up at five, instead of waking up at 5.30, that gives you an extra 30 minutes every day. 30 minutes every day 
for the whole year gives you a whole lot more time than what you would have had otherwise. So it's, it's a good reminder just to make use of every minute that you have. And that is not just to be productive. That is also to make use of every minute that you have to rest and be off your phone and disengaged from the world, because that is just as important as your productive time. And then my last book recommendation is The Mountain Is You by Brianna West. That is all about unlearning your self-sabotaging behaviors and habits. And if you feel like you don't have any, I promise you do, we all do. So we should all read the book. I'm actually only about halfway through it at the moment, but it has been really interesting. And I find there is a lot of satisfaction in listening to something or reading something and realizing, oh my God, that's why I do that thing. Like that's so helpful for me to understand why I'm doing it and what's motivating it because then it helps me, you know, figure out how to find a solution to it. So yeah, those are kind of like my three book recommendations. Otherwise, oh. I highly recommend tuning into my podcast. What? <laughs> why don't you tell us now where, where can we find you? So you can find me on the podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of the places that you like to listen to your podcast, Google Podcasts. I have my website, which is mehisorensen.com, and that has all the links to the podcast as well, as well as some free downloadables that I have for habit tracking and planning. And I am hoping to get a little bit more of that out in the next few months. So keep an eye out. Otherwise, I am on Instagram at Mahi Sorensen and TikTok at Mahi Sorensen as well. All right. I love it. I've, I love today. I think it's been Me super too. to just kind of remind ourselves that actually living on the edge of burnout is not uh, the way forward. Like we need to handle bad days like a bad bitch. Yes. Maintaining yes. some boundaries um, without hurting our loved ones. And also we talked about some good sort of rest habits and, and opportunities to take a break. And three books never heard of before. So I love that. The links to those are in the show notes. All right, Mahi, thank you. I appreciate your time today. It's been really great. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome. Thank you, Larissa. Well, thank you so much, Mahi, for... A sharing your voice with us today. I think there are some really powerful insights and home truths in there about the uncomfortable conversation we've maybe been avoiding having with ourselves. So when do we find ourselves in the midst or maybe more realistically the aftermath of a shit day? There are a couple of things to do. Number one is all about self-reflection, being really, really honest with yourself about what it is that's actually causing the bad day. The stress, is it completely out of your control? Are there some things, self-sabotaging habits that are actually contributing to this and making your life harder than it needs to be? And then number two, once you've identified exactly what is going on, no matter how uncomfortable that truth is, to face that you can look at the tools you need to get through it. And finally, asking yourself, is anyone actually going to die? Will anyone die if I don't tick that task of my to-do list? Will anyone die if I don't take 30 minutes to walk the dog? Will anyone die if I leave work early to attend an appointment? Well, if the answer is no, and most likely the answer is going to be no, I think finding that perspective is super important. If you want to hear more from me, then she is, unapolog she is unapologetically honest in her podcast, and I highly recommend giving her a follow. You can find the link 
to her podcast and the socials in the show notes of her episode. And if you're looking for a bit of extra support when it comes to managing all the conflicting demands of running a salon, then reach out. I would love to chat and maybe I can help. Maybe Salon Mastery or the Momentum program is a right fit for you. You can find the link to apply to Salon Mastery in the show notes of this episode. All right, ciao for now.